Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. Scripture tells us in Philippians 1.16 that the latter do so out of love, knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel. And Paul is basically telling us or telling his audience that he was called by God to defend the gospel. And that word defense comes from the Greek word apologia, and it means to answer or to give an answer for oneself, to defend or to defend oneself, apologiomai, to defend oneself. That same word is found in 1 Peter 3.15, where Peter writes, But sanctify the Lord God in your heart, and be ye ready to give each man an answer, an apologia, a reason for the hope that lies within you, doing so with gentleness and respect. So for today's topic, I want to talk about defense of the gospel, or Defend the gospel. As Christians, we have to be on guard. We we have to be ready to give each man or woman an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within us. Why is it that we are Christians? Why is it that we do the things that we do? Why is it that you sacrifice your Sunday mornings to go worship? Why is it you have Bible studies during the week? Why why is it that you sacrifice in this time when you could be doing something else? Why is it that we take prayer so seriously? Why is it that we are so ready to love our enemies? Why is it that we're practicing forgiveness? Why is it that we don't engage in strife? Why is it that we don't engage in gossiping? Why is it that we are ready to bring about peace and reconciliation. The world wants to know, is there a difference in the way that you talk and the way that you walk? But we are living in a society now where the climate of hostility against the church is ever increasing day by day. Our Bible is being attacked. The God that we claim to know and worship, he's being attacked. Our Savior, Jesus the Christ, he's under attack in terms of his integrity, in terms of his historicity, in terms of his miracle works, and definitely in terms of salvation. The doctrines we believe in is under attack. This nation that we're living in is forever on a daily basis 
growing hostile towards Christian beliefs. All in the name of tolerance, all in the name of being politically correct, all in the name of humanism, secularism, atheism, skepticism. And we have to stand boldly in defense and argue theism. In the book of 2 Timothy, which is written the latter part of A.D. 66 or around A.D. 66, the overall theme in 2 Timothy is the character and conduct of the servant minister of Christ. The character and conduct of the servant minister of Christ. Paul, as he was nearing the, the, uh, the death or cl uh, close of his ministry, rather, he's encouraging his son Timothy in the ministry. So in 2 Timothy, it was Paul's intent to encourage Timothy to stand in the face of persecution and false teachings. Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 6, he said, look, share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to uh, please the one who enlisted him. And also, Paul writes to Timothy in, in uh, uh, verse 5, he says, an athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Then he also uses a third analogy. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. So in this narrative, in this context, Paul uses three illustrations in order to convey the message of, of standing firm to Timothy. He is using illustrations to convey this attitude of boldness, to convey this attitude of steadfastness that Timothy may be encouraged to stand for the truth. Likewise, we as Christians, we too have to stand, even though the environment is growing forever hostile. We too have to stand and not be ashamed of the God and the gospel he's given us. We must stand firm inside the church. We must stand firm outside the church. We must stand firm against anyone who is advocating acts or philosophies that go against the scriptures. As we're led by the Holy Spirit, we must stand firm and rightly uh, divide the word of God and practice sound doctrine. We must stand firm against those that are sincere in their inquisitions of regarding our faith. We must learn how to respond to attacks against the, against the Christian faith from a Bible centered perspective. We must be equipped. So Paul tells Timothy, just like a soldier, you must stand firm and don't get caught up in civilian affairs. So Paul is saying, stay, stay focused, Timothy. 
Stay focused to what you were called for. No one enlisted in any of the branches of the uh, United States Army while on on duty uh, looks back and start thinking about things that have nothing to do with their assignment. To do so would cause them to not be able to fulfill their duties as a soldier the way that they need to uh, need to fulfill it. So we likewise must stay focused. When you are in battle, it won't do you much good to start thinking about things that have nothing to do with fighting. So Paul says, Timothy, we're in the fight. So just like a soldier, stay focused. Then just like an athlete, is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. We must compete according to the rules. And what are the rules for Christians? The rules is to be ready to give each man an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within you. We can't have this silent Christianity. We can't have this duplicitous lifestyle. We can't have this ministry where no one knows that we're Christians. We want people to guess if we're Christians. We are silent on issues that matter and allowing the world to dictate to us what's right and wrong. But if the Christians do not speak up, how will the world, how will our community, how will our society know where the boundaries are? Christians, you and I have to stand firm. So we have to compete according to the rules. Give each man an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within you and doing it based on sound doctrine. Based on doctrine that is healthy, healthy doctrine. This is what God is calling us to do. Then lastly, the farmer who have privy or who has access to the first share of the crops and doing so in, 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 in doing the Lord's will and uh, following the rules that he's given us. We, at the same time as we're ministering, as we're defending the faith, God gives us access to the numerous blessings that he has given us. So it's important that we stand firm. Then second Timothy, as we look at chapter three also reminds us that godlessness will increase in the last days. Paul writes, but understand this, that in the last days, there will come times of difficulty for people will be lovers of self lovers of, of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, holy, heartless, unpeasable, slanderous, without self-control. They'll be brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Listen to that. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, 
having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Then Paul writes, Timothy, avoid such people. For among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning and never able to arrive at a knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding their faith. But they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all as what was that of those two men. So Paul gives a description that is prevailing in today's society. It's very prophetic and is very accurate. As I read this passage of Second Timothy, it reminds me of the society we're living in today. All of those characteristics fit today and is growing more and more. And the only way that things can get any better is if we expose individuals to Jesus Christ and the gospel. The only effective remedy for sin is the gospel. It's not just counseling alone. It's not just going to rehab. It's not just attending uh community or social groups. It's more than that. If we want to effectively deal with sin in our community, we have to share the gospel and let the Holy Spirit save individuals. Then as we continue in second Timothy, uh, we read these verses. Chapter three, verse 10. You, as Paul is speaking to Timothy, he says, you, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecution and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured. Yet from them all, the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Let me read that again. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. As Christians, we will endure persecution as we live for Jesus on a daily basis. Somebody will not want to hear the gospel that you have. Somebody will be offended because you believe in tenets and principles and actions based on the word of God. But Paul says, stand firm. He's talking to Timothy, but what he's sharing with Timothy is prescriptive. We find this in other verses in other books of the Bible. So we know that it's binding for all men, women, boys, and girls who are saved. So Paul is reminding them, reminding us, we will experience persecution. We will have to endure some suffering. We will have to go through some valleys. We will have to face some trials. Christianity is not a convenient religion or it's not a, a convenient faith. Rather, 
Christianity is not a Hakuna Matata faith. It's not a no worries faith. It's not a faith where we follow a Christ and then we don't have to worry about anything. Christianity, just because we have aligned ourselves with Jesus Christ, means that the devil is already upset with us because we've left his team and now we're on the team Jesus Christ. So we have to expect suffering. When you stand for Jesus and get fired, praise the Lord. The Lord has something better for you. When you stand for Jesus and people leave you, praise the Lord. The Lord has other people ready to become your friends. He has other people ready to welcome you. When you stand for Jesus and your customers start com- uh, stop coming in, praise the Lord. That means he has something better for you. We have to stand firm in faith and believe and trust our master that he knows what he's doing and he's going to supply everything that we need. We got to stop running. We have to stop being silent. We have to stand up, stand up in the community. As I said before, stand up in civic matters, stand up and wave the banner of Jesus Christ. So the world will have an opportunity to develop a relationship with the loving master that we have with the master who calms all our fears and and, and soothes us during times of mourning. We have a master that we claim to love. We should be bragging about Jesus Christ. We should be bragging about how good he is. We should be excited to share the gospel with other people because we love him and we know how effective he is. We have to stand up. Stand up in the society. Defend the gospel. Stand up. So as we continue 2 Timothy chapter 3, Paul continues to write, while evil people and imposters will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it and how, how from your childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And we have been equipped for every good work. We have a gospel a message from God himself. We have a message from the creator of the universe. And Paul is encouraging Timothy. He's reminding Timothy, keep it on. Keep on standing firm. Keep on because you saw in us, we demonstrated the power of God in your presence. You learned from us. You seen God work in our lives. So Timothy, remember where you came from. So Timothy, continue preaching continue telling we do have imposters in the church and outside of church we have imposters today 
in the church and outside of church. Imposters who would twist the word of God for their own benefits. Imposters who would lead the children of God to ways and to doctrines that have nothing to do with the real God. So look out. And likewise, we have to look out. And when people bring forth doctrines, Make sure that you're able to test the spirit by the spirit. Make sure that you filter all doctrines through proper hermeneutics that you may arrive at the proper doctrine. So we have to defend. We have to stand firm on sound reasoning, on sound doctrine, and reject any erroneous doctrines. Then Paul continues to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. He says, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and not of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time will come when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your, your ministry. So again, Paul reminds Timothy to stand firm. Preaching the gospel, telling the gospel, it's not based on convenience, but it's based on our deontological duty to please God by fulfilling our assignment. Our assignment is to go forth, regardless of how hostile this society is becoming toward Christianity. We all have to stand firm. We all have to prepare ourselves that we may answer each man's questions regarding our faith. And I'm not talking about people who are who are uh, trying to be argumentative. I'm talking about people who have a sincere desire to know why about why we do the things that we do. So stand firm. Stand firm. Like the gospel is telling us to. This society may be going against Christian tenets, but if we love our Lord God, Jesus Christ, we have to move forth. And boldly defend the gospel. This is Sound Reasoning, and we thank you for listening. And remember, defend the faith where you are, that others may get saved. Praise God, and have a blessed of a day, and have a blessed evening. Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org.
Hey everybody, I'm Dale. And I'm Tamara. And we're hosts of the Kynos Project podcast. Where we help you tackle ancient Christian truths in everyday settings. The word kynos means new, and that's exactly what we want to do on our podcast. Bring something new from what is old in our faith. And on this show, you might hear us explore topics like what the Bible has to say about student loan forgiveness, discuss how the satanic temple affects our view of religious liberty in America, or even question why is it that so many people are having rapture anxiety. To learn more about the podcast, go to lifeaudio.com.